everyone. Happy Tuesday. I hope you are all doing well today. And I want to introduce you today to a guest that I have. Her name is Heidi Toy, and she is a certified functional nutritional therapist, a certified functional medicine practitioner, and she is owner of Heidi Toy Functional Medicine. After her own health crisis, she left her career as a senior product manager to gain her certification through the Nutritional Therapy Association in 2013. Then she went on to be mentored and trained by Dr. Dan Kalish at the Kalish Institute for Functional Medicine. She has helped over 1,600 people heal from their health concerns and find more energy by bringing the body systems into balance. So she is my guest today, and we will be talking about autoimmune disease, thyroid, adrenal, chronic fatigue, emotional stress, inflammation, just mindfulness, stress reduction, so many good nuggets in this episode. So I really hope you settle in, grab your cup of hot tea, grab your notebook and a pen, and let's get started with today's show. Are you a Christian woman over 40 who is struggling with consistently low energy and fatigue? Are you tired of trying to navigate the ever-changing health chatter all around you? And do you wish there was a simple solution to just feeling good? Boy, do I see you and I hear you. Hi, I'm Michelle, and as a holistic health coach and fellow midlifer, I have realized the answer to our whole health concerns isn't in the online search bar, those fad diets and endless exhausting workouts. Listen, beautiful mama, as the heartbeat of your home, you have spent your life caring for others well. So now is the time to take good care of yourself, get back your energy, and reclaim your entire health during this season. So if you are ready to stop striving and start thriving as your healthiest whole self, then you are in the right place. Grab your iced coffee, a notebook and pen, and let's treasure your wellness. Hi, Heidi. It is so great to have you here on the show. Welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, thank you for having me today, Michelle. So um, as you know, and but your listeners don't, I'm a functional medicine practitioner, certified functional medicine and certified functional nutritional therapy practitioner. It's a lot big mouthful. And I've been doing this for right around 13 years. I've seen, uh, I guess, around 1600 people in practice between one-on-one and group session. And um, I love it. (laughs) I came into it because I myself personally was quite ill and I'd already worked in the medical profession. And despite going to the doctors and having them tell me that my labs were normal, I was debilitatingly fatigued, had several autoimmunes, and I just wasn't getting better. And then somebody said, you should go see a functional medicine practitioner. I was like, functional what? Because this was like 16 years ago. And I was 16, maybe 17. Now I'm kind of dating myself, but I had no idea what they were talking about, but I went and I healed. And then because of the healing that I experienced with her, she asked me if I'd ever considered going into this myself because I took such a deep dive into my own health. And I said, yes, I had, and I prayed about it and the Lord called me here. And so I went back to school and I ended up being this and now this is what I am and I love it. What a wonderful story. Isn't it so interesting how our own health issues bring us 
to really the career, uh, our passion, really. I mean, I had the same situation with my daughter being so sick and then my, my own health failing. So, yeah, I think that's wonderful. It's beautiful. And just the fact that, you know, functional medicine is so different, isn't it? It, it really looks at the whole picture versus conventional medicine that just kind of looks at body parts. Right. Um, so it's nice that functional medicine really looks deep down into the root cause. And that's where we get our answers. And a lot of women are struggling in their health and really in their fatigue, for sure. And I know that's something that I have great passion about. I know you have great passion about helping women to recover from their fatigue, from really anything that is bothering them, anything that they can't quite get victory over, but that fatigue was a big part of your story, as was mine. So because fatigue is so prevalent in women, especially, seems more so in women, but doctors really aren't helping. They're not really helping with answers and solutions and really not talking about fatigue. So can you talk about why it's so important to address the fatigue that women are having? Okay, so <laughs> um, fatigue, of course, it depends on the fatigue you have. So if it's that you just know that you're not getting to bed at night, and that could be aiding and abetting some chronic fatigue, but you know that that's, that's kind of what it is. But if you also are a person that are, can't sleep enough, which was me, and you know that your fatigue is chronic and it's debilitating, and it could be a slight to that chronic debilitating or just where you don't want to take on new things with your family or your own personal self and growth. Fatigue is actually a symptom of something bigger. That's the importance of it. And it's just like, we could look at many things. I know we're talking fatigue, but it's like weight loss or something like that. It's like, well, if you have an inability to lose weight, it really means, or, or uh, inability or your something deeper is going on. That is a symptom. Like fatigue is a symptom to me. It is really that something is imbalanced. And I like to work in threes. I think it happens to help people um, kind of grasp this is that functional medicine is looking at gastrointestinal health, which it would include our immune system, diet, and our ability to digest and absorb and of the microbiome, which is the immune. And then detox, which having a ball movement every day is detoxing. And the same organs that are involved in detox are involved in digestion. And then neuroendocrine, which is the brain and the chemical messenger that's running that show. So when we become chronically fatigued, it means that those body systems, one or all three are imbalanced. And generally speaking, not just myself in my practice, but doctors as well. If you go to any doctor, chiropractor, MD, DO, ND, they're going to say to you that the that whatever people come to see them about, male or female, the secondary thing is, and I'm so tired, which really gets pushed to the forefront. It's the number one thing that healthcare workers, including myself, functional medicine, and I'm sure yourself as well, with your patients, clients that you're hearing is that I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and they might not call it that big long name, but I have thyroid problems, and I'm tired, and I can't lose weight, and I'm tired. And it's all of these different things. And it really is, again, it's a symptom. And so to address it, is to really look at the root cause, which is what you said is so awesome about functional medicine, because I don't want to simply chase your fatigue 
And it's easy to chase uh, a, something like a headache because here's an aspirin. But there's two with that is there's something deeper. You're imbalanced. But I don't want to chase that. I want to find out the root cause. I don't want to chase it with a cup of coffee is the deal or a stimulant. Yeah, because that's putting a Band-Aid on the problem. And right. you're just really creating another issue and you're kicking the can down the road. And, you know, I work a lot with midlife women and they've had a, a lifetime of kicking the can down the road yes. with their health problems and they're tired of it. They're tired of feeling sick and tired. And they just want answers and they're not getting answers when they go to their regular doctor. And, you know, I know I have struggled with the same issue with my doctors as well, not feeling heard and not really feeling seen when it comes to getting my questions answered and knowing my path, like what, just tell me what to do. How can I fix it? You know? So it is really, really important. I love that you said fatigue is a symptom of something bigger because that is so true. And it's true with everything, right? So back, back to the headaches. Why are you having headaches? You know, so you have to look at the person as a whole. And that's why I love functional medicine because it looks at, and holistic medicine, it looks at the person as a whole and not just individual body parts. So kind of share with us, like, what would you say are the uh, three root causes of fatigue? So technically, <laughs> I'm not going to go into it, but there, I use this, or I am going to go into it, but I use this wheel and I call it the stress response. And on the wheel, there's actually four, um, but I break it down to kind of threes because I like to work in threes, like I stated, which is emotional stress, dietary stress and pain and pain hidden inflammation. So that would be one right there, pain and then slash pain hidden inflammation. And the emotional stress can be acute, mm-hmm. taking care of a sick child or a loved one that's aging. Like for example, if your mother or father are starting to experience dementia or Alzheimer's or starting to look at you know long-term care outside of their home, It could also be the loss of a job, a loved one, moving, relocation, all of the cute things. But then there's the chronic stressors that play into emotional stress that are like driving to work in L.A. in rush hour traffic or a boss that you really don't like, but you can't give up the income because that would become acute, but it's becoming chronic. Or maybe it's that you're also in a toxic relationship with a significant other or a partner or a friend even that you know that you probably need to cut ties, but that toxic relationship is really, or maybe it's something in your past that you haven't brought to light that you need to work on. And that might take a tribe. You might be working outside of your functional medicine practitioner with a, with a therapist, but nonetheless, that's the emotional stressor. And then the dietary stress is Everything from eating foods that we know are causative, like sugar, and I don't want to say carbohydrates because I don't want to vilify them, even though they are vilified, but there are different kinds of carbohydrates. So of course, we know that they could be a burden and it could also be that you're eating too much of a good thing. I mean, I personally follow more of a paleo ancestral health type diet, but I could overeat ancestral health type foods and it could become a burden to my system. And then it could be foods that are causing inflammatory response. Again, big ones are sugar and gluten, people know, or soy, even dairy. And it could be as much as that little bit of cream in your coffee. And people are like, 
I don't want to give up my heavy cream and my coffee, but it's like, if it's causing dietary stress, then that is causing an imbalance to those three body systems. Because over time, that stressor is eliciting a response from your neuroendocrine system, your adrenals. And then the next is that pain hidden inflammation. And that is all kinds of things from heavy metals that's hidden that you might not know you have. And we're exposed. The average person has 570 exposures to pesticides, heavy metals, children, babies are born with 70. And I'm not saying they're heavy metal toxic. They just have those burdens. Then there's the things that are known. If you have an autoimmune, that's inflammatory, especially if it's not in remission, if you have bursitis or a hurt knee, but the hidden part is the part that we don't want to talk about, which is diarrhea, constipation, I don't digest, um, and also microbiome imbalance, which is called gut dysbiosis, too much bad, not enough good gut bacteria, again, not digesting, uh, also parasitic or candida, which is yeast fungal overgrowth. I mean, there's leaky gut. It could be all one, none, but that's the hidden part. And so, you know, we want to look at those things and then see within that stress response, which I call it the stress response blueprint, how it's causing imbalance to the three body systems, the GI, detox, neuroendocrine. And it's kind of goes hand in glove. Boy, yeah, I love that. Because again, you're looking at the whole person, you're looking at the entire body. And you know, you've got that gut brain connection. And there's so much related that, you know, our body was created brilliantly. And we Absolutely. need to, yeah, we need to embrace the um, bio individuality of that. 100%. And, yeah. And like what works for one person is not going to work for another person. It's not going to work for us. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of uh, diet mentality because it, you do need to bring it back to yourself. And what does your body need? You know, not everybody can eat a specific type, you know, so it's like pick and choose what works for you, you know, pull a little bit from here, a little bit from here, but find what works for you. And that's how you will have optimal health and success in, in healing and recovering and, and all of that. So yeah, fatigue is a really, really big, I guess I would say um, it is a big symptom for sure. It is a big symptom that can become its own category of illness, you know, like when you're talking about adrenal fatigue. And that's something that I greatly suffered with, so much so that they thought I had Addison's at one point. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that even though it was close, it was like just a hair below. So I was out of the woods with that. But you know, it's something that you need to be aware of that women need to be aware of, especially because we are in this go, go, go mentality. We have this um, I must go and do and, and not stop. And it's lazy if I stop. And right. it's not, I mean, that's not true at all. I mean, even Jesus says in the Bible, come away and rest. You mm -hmm. know, he told his disciples. And so it's very important, but it's more than just getting optimal sleep. It's more than just taking a nap. It's so much more. So let's talk about the, these three root causes of fatigue and, and just kind of help us understand what women can do right now if they are going through that well one if, let's just kind of break down like emotional stress i start there um when i work with 
uh, people I've worked with, both males and females. I It depends on their background, of course. If they're somebody who's coming to me from a Christian background, then I'm going to talk to them about prayer and meditation on, on God's word. But it might also be somebody with a secular background, so they might be meditating. But it's mindfulness-based stress reduction. So to get people to, and, and you can practice mindfulness-based stress reduction in the car. So let's just say that you would, Turn off the radio and you can practice it right now where whoever's listening to this. So what you would be doing is you would focus on right now, here and now. So it'd be like, how does your buttock feel in the chair? How does your back feel? What is it touching? How does your left toe feel? How does your right toe? So if you were driving the car, I'm just using that as an example, because a lot of people have drive time or some of some sort, commute time, picking kids up, doing whatever, instead of being on the phone and having the radio going or whatever it is, be present in this moment. And so it might be, again, that you're just feeling your hand on the steering wheel or your arm on the console of your car, however you drive. Again, your buttock, your foot. What do you smell? What do you hear? What does what do you taste? What does your mouth taste like? Like, did you just get done drinking something or have you, you know, had some gum or do you, do you need to brush your teeth? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like just feeling that feeling. And then of course, why do we do that is because studies show us even with MRI that when we have those stressors that I talked about, emotional, dietary pain, hidden inflammation, the cortisol from the adrenal glands crosses the blood brain barrier and it lights up the amygdala. Now we're talking neuroendocrine here. And that right there grows that amygdala and that's the old limbic part of the brain. And so that grows and that's why people get PTSD because then the prefrontal cortex doesn't grow. And if we change that to mindfulness stress reduction, based stress reduction, it is shown in eight weeks via MRI that the amygdala shrinks and the prefrontal cortex actually hones and prunes and grows. And this is the breaks in the reasoning because then when we're stressed, we get... What if this, that's where anxiety comes a little lot. We get ahead of ourselves and it's like, stop, wait, is that true? Do we know that to be true? Is it, or are we just making up stories and we all do it, but, but to pull that back. So that's kind of some work on some emotional stress. I'm, I'm just using that as an example. And even if you have, you could say, but my dad is dying of Alzheimer's. Yep. And you still need to live in the present moment because you might be getting ahead of yourself thinking what happens when dad dies and tomorrow isn't even there yet. It, we're just living right now. And of course, God wants us to live in this present moment right here. He doesn't want us out there. He wants to let us live here and depend on him and take care of that every need. And that is also biblical mindfulness based stress reduction. Then the next thing is the um, dietary stress. Of course, I would encourage any person. I mean, I know the big one is sugar and everybody wants to give up sugar. My second thing would be give up gluten and really give it up. I mean, the there's enough studies that are out there that I can show you. And this isn't just because somebody made this up as we went along here. The studies actually prove that gluten is deleterious. It causes gut issues. It's a, it's a protein molecule called zonulin. It holds, it's the mortar to the tight junctions, the brick and mortar of the gut. It opens that up and it causes what's called leaky gut, which I'm sure that you've talked about with your peeps here. 
And, um, but gluten is also highly inflammatory. And then there's also the glyphosate, which is what desiccates or dries out the gluten. So there's that problem too. And all of that is again, deleterious to the microbiome and the gut. So just that alone, but I can show you study after study after study and people will say, well, I can't, what about gluten? It's so like birthday cakes and everything. Okay, then pick. If you make a homemade birthday cake and you have it once in a while, that's special. Walmart birthday cake, you can get one anytime. That's not special. The occasion you're doing might be special, but the birthday cake isn't. So go there and visit and give up the gluten and get it out of your life. And know that the size of a goldfish cracker, if you have like an autoimmune, can set you back six to nine months because your immune system sees that as a foreign ant entity and goes after it and raises the alarm and says, hey, foreign invader, and it causes inflammation. And inflammation is fatiguing. Think when you have a cold, you're inflamed. The flu, you're inflamed, you're tired. You're doing that chronically. So sugar and gluten, got to go. Okay. <laughs> I agree so much. I agree 100% because, you know, and I have shared my story about my daughter and her gluten intolerance and then myself and, you know, absolutely. I mean, people don't realize how a speck of gluten can set you back, like you said, six to nine months. They don't understand that because honestly, it's hard to wrap your head around. I mean, unless you live it, unless you have been sick from it. It's hard to wrap your mind around that, that it affects our bodies so deeply, but it does. It really does. It creates a perfect storm sometimes in the body, depending on how our microbiome health was to begin with too. I mean, that, that's a whole other conversation, sure. but. And it's not the same gluten as what, because my mom is 91 and she doesn't want to give up gluten. Okay. And I'm not forcing the issue because she's made it to 91 and she's mentally here and everything she lives alone in fact the other day I came over to her house and she was making a chocolate cake by herself so she's raised eight kids and she's not probably going to give up gluten but she's asked me what about the gluten in the bible and it's like it was different it was a different wheat we now have dwarf wheat versus Eichen wheat and this wheat is made to GMO mass produce and then also that wheat was fermented they think if you were in Jerusalem right now, it'd probably be 120 degrees in the shade. So that wheat sitting out was fermenting. The bread was fermenting and that changes the structure and helps all fermented food. We are e It helps us break things down if it's fermented. Yeah, that's so true. And then, like you said earlier, you know, the glyphosate, like let's just spray our wheat right up to the last moment of harvest with glyphosate and call it a day. But, you know, people are reacting to that too. And very you know, to the microbiome. Yes, very, very much so. And it's just really almost criminal, right? Like the way um, it's, it is criminal, you know, it is, but it's all it about greed. It's all about time to market. And it and is, it is, yeah, for sure. It, and there's no need for it. But you know what? I've said this before: sickness sells, health does not. And so, if we can keep big business going by keeping you know, people sick and unhealthy and unwell, then there's, there's money in that. That's right. So, that's, that's unfortunate, but that it is. is, it's very sad. It's very um, heartbreaking too. Okay. Let's, let's go into the gut microbiome because I love to talk about this because again, it's all connected and you've got that gut brain connection. The gut is the second brain. 
let's talk about conditions like leaky gut, SIBO, IBS, H. pylori. Let's talk about all of those and how that being inflammation at the root, right, can greatly affect women that are struggling with their fatigue. Okay, so that's the hidden inflammation part. And generally speaking, digestion is a north to south process. So it starts actually in the brain and your brain tells your gut via the endocrine chemical messenger to start, not your gut, your GI, I don't want to call it just loosely, your gastrointestinal tract to start to prepare to eat. So of course, um, when that signal gets skewed, because things south aren't working, then things go awry, right? So, because people ask me, well, if I have, I'm going to use H. pylori, because H. pylori generally, um, and I, I don't know if you've had a podcast on this, so I'm just going to brief. H. pylori is a corkscrew tentacle bacteria. It lives in a biofilm. It is a super bug. It can outsmart antibiotics. It lives in the stomach side of the gastrointestinal tract, which stomach acid has many, many different functions. One of them though, is to bathe and disinfect our food. So nothing should be able to live in stomach acid because on a pH scale, it's equivalent to battery acid. But H. pylori puts out an enzyme called urease that neutralizes stomach acid. So it's able to stay there and live. Then it has these corkscrew tentacles that rotor root into our gut lining. And that actually was proven in 1985 that that's how ulcers are formed. So this guy is highly inflammatory. And then he's living around H. pylori, pylori around the pyloric sphincter. And I'm going to use my finger here. So this is the stomach. And then this is the valve called the pyloric sphincter. And on the other end is the small intestine. So food shouldn't get digested or I mean, undigested food shouldn't open, shouldn't move past this valve until it opens up. Why am I bringing this up with H. pylori? Because he neutralizes stomach acid so he can live. So now the lack of that stomach acid makes it so that things down South we have problems with. Because if that food is super acidic, when this opens up and that acidic food moves into the small intestine, I call it shocking the pool. The small intestine is for digestion and absorption. Bacteria shouldn't be living there. That's to live in the colon, the, the large intestine. So then we've lost our bathe and disinfect food. It's broken down into kind. It moves into the large, or excuse me, the small intestine shocks the pool. And if we lose that, we, we lose many things just with this H. pylori. Stay with me. It will all come together. H. pylori has now neutralized your stomach acid. Your food isn't breaking down. Fats rancidify carbohydrates ferment and proteins putrefy. That's gas and bloating. Why? What happens if I burn and churn this burn and churn? I take and shake a fermented drink. It goes up. Okay. So most heartburn isn't coming because you have too little stomach acid It's or too much stomach acid. It's too little. Okay. Now I've also lost the stomach acid. This guy finally reluctantly says, okay, he opens up the undigested food moves into the small intestine it puts a huge burden on the gallbladder and pancreas. So now we're talking pancreatitis. We're talking, we're talking pancreatic cancer. We're talking loss of the gallbladder because the food isn't properly broken down. We didn't shock the pool. So the food is too big and too big of particle sizes. 
Where does everybody love to go at a party? The kitchen. Why? That's where the food is. Where does the bacteria at the party in your colon that's supposed to be working for you love to go? The small intestine. That's where the food is. And that is SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. And it's also gut dysbiosis, too much bad gut bacteria, not enough good. It's also a candida fungal overgrowth. And then what's happened because I don't bathe and disinfect and break my food down, the transit time slows up. And so the body, there's three parts of your small intestine. And at the very end of the small intestine is called the ileum. And if the body senses the food isn't broken down enough, it's called the ileal break. And it will back that food up to stay in the small intestine. Okay, what is all of that doing? It's inflammatory. Food not broken down is inflammatory. Bacteria in the wrong chamber, bacteria in your mouth is inflammatory. You know that that's tartar. That's why we get gingivitis in cavities. Bacteria in the wrong chamber is inflammatory. H. pylori, rotorooted tentacles on its head alone sounds inflammatory, causing ulcers. I mean, all of this, the, the lack of transit time, if people are constipated, that's inflammatory. And inflammation is stress. And whenever we have stress, we put out the hormone cortisol. And cortisol is the stress response hormone, as is adrenaline. But cortisol has a lot of functions. It can get involved in blood sugar handling. But in this case, it gets involved in putting and cooling the flame, just like if you go and have a bug bite or a scratch on your hand and you go get hydrocortisone cream, that's the synthetic form of cortisol. So now over time, and the thought, and this might be new to some people, the thought was always, and I was raised on this thought as well, came through functional medicine, that the adrenals actually burned out. Okay. But that's not exactly true. Okay, so okay, let me go ahead and interrupt for just a second because I definitely want to talk about adrenal fatigue for sure. Okay. I want to talk about the cortisol aspect of it because I think that so many people need to know this and so many women are not understanding this because it hasn't been taught to them. It's not something their doctors readily share with them. So I would love to have you back at another time. Would you be willing to come back and talk about that specifically, adrenal fatigue? I 100% would talk about adrenal fatigue and really what's called HPAD, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal dysregulation. I think I probably went way off in the weeds, but all of that recap just to say what's going on the hidden part. It's causing fatigue because you're not getting your nutrients. You're eliciting a cortisol stress response, that stress response. And, and look, that's the major part of digestion detox of the three body systems that I talked about being imbalanced. And then pretty soon it skews that, that signal back to the brain and the brain goes, okay, you're not digesting. You're putting out too much cortisol. There's a fire going on constantly every time you eat and your grandma is passing away you see what I'm saying and so then it's like salt to injury so absolutely I agree a hundred percent so I'm definitely going to have you back Heidi to talk about that because that is something that's very near and dear to my heart and so many of my clients have talked about that as well and I have um, had the privilege of helping them get through that, you know, through the adrenal fatigue flares and, you know, different ways of handling their stress better. Like you talk about the emotional stress, the dietary stress, the pain, the hidden inflammation. And so 
where can our listeners find you? What, how can they reach out to you if they'd like to learn more and possibly work with you? Um, I have a website. It's and my name is Heidi Toy. So it's Heidi Toy Functional Medicine. So just all one word. I know it's a, well, no, it's not one word, but it's a long phrase. Heidi Toy. So um, last name is T O Y, just like a child's toy. Heidi Toy Functional Medicine. And then I'm on all social media. Um, Heidi Toy Functional Medicine on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram. Well, the ones that matter, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure there's more. I don't have a podcast or a YouTube channel, so but yes, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. For wonderful, wonderful. Well, it has been such a pleasure to talk with you, Heidi, and I'm just so happy that we were able to connect. We'll definitely look forward to recording another interview very, very soon about uh, adrenal fatigue and all roads about that. But thank you so much for You're welcome. Uh, thank coming you for on today. Sure, absolutely. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks. Take care. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Heidi Toy. And I hope you got some little nuggets of information, took some good notes. And if you are interested in reaching out to Heidi, her information will be in the show notes, all of her links. And if you would like to learn more about how you can reduce the inflammation in your body and gain energy in a natural way while reducing that inflammation, giving yourself more energy, less brain fire, less cravings, and just overall head-to-toe start feeling better, you can reach out to me and you can find out more about the Shape Reclaimed Anti-Inflammatory Program on my website at treasuredwellness.com or feel free to email me at michelle at treasuredwellness. Okay, let me close this out in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for this time together and that we could glean these special nuggets of information regarding our health from Heidi. And I pray that you would give us wisdom in each of our own health journeys, that you would open our eyes to see what you would have us to see and our ears open to hear what you would have us to hear, to hear and to learn. And Lord, we just thank you so much. I ask that you would just bring your blessings upon each woman listening. And we thank you, Lord, in advance for it's in Jesus' name we pray pray. Amen. Okay. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Share this episode with a friend. And again, all of the contact information will be in the show notes. And again, I just want to leave you with a little bit of encouragement that you are your best advocate in your own health. You know your body better than anyone, even the experts. So listen to your gut feeling and that little voice inside you telling you that something might not be right. You do not have to keep suffering in silence. Reach out, ask for help, keep asking the questions. And remember that good health is simply not the absence of sickness. It is so much more than that. So I pray you have a wonderful rest of your week and remember that you are a beautiful treasure. 